We are back with another edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm really excited for this one. I'm joined by Emily King. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Not too bad. I'm up in Canada, so we're still kind of like at a standstill. Uh, you know, sometimes we're locked down. Next thing you know, we're open. Um, what, what What's life like down there and where you are? And how's it been the past two years? Uh, crazy, <laughs> I'm sure, as the rest of the world. I mean, it's just your corner of crazy. Uh, it's been different. Um, the lockdowns come and go. Really, we haven't been under too strict of um, lockdowns since last year. So, but things are resurging and that kind of thing. So maybe things are coming down the pike. But at the moment, for the most part, Tennessee is pretty, uh, pretty open. As long as you know, I think everyone's encouraged to do the right thing in terms of wearing a, wearing a mask and doing those kind of things when you're um, either around vulnerable populations or, or be it like that. I'm also a nurse, so whenever I'm working as a nurse, obviously following all the protocols and that kind of thing. So in but. terms in terms of your MMA career, like it happened at a I'd say a bad time. I mean you were on a roll, four fight win streak, you know, you were getting into the groove of things and then you got hit with the lockdown. Um, what was your initial reaction when you were like, oh my gosh, I had so much momentum. I had a big fight coming up and, and now, you know, I gotta sit back. Uh, well, actually, I so I fought Ava Knight uh, for Bellator in January of 2020, which was right before the pandemic hit. And you're right, I was kind of on this really nice kick of everything's kind of on the upswing. Uh, and I was scheduled to fight Carrie Melendez for Bellator initially in May. And that's when the lockdowns probably got the hardest around here. So trying to get ready for that um, potential camp was challenging, to say the least. I mean, me and my husband were very resourceful. We turned our carport into a <laughs> gym and, you know, did the best you could with as much as you could. And uh, But that fight just kind of kept getting delayed. So then it was September and then Carrie had an injury, so they pushed it back to November. So I really prepared for Carrie for geez, nine months. I was like, I could have grown a human in the amount of time it took me to prepare for this fight. Uh, so, but definitely I think it was good because there was so much, the, the amount of time it took was good because there were so many lockdowns and can you train the way you want to train and that kind of thing. So obviously that fight did not go the way I wanted it to. But I think at the end of the day, I was just happy to finally have that one off my brain. When you think about one person for so long, you're like, I'm, I'm ready to be done with this. Yeah, I mean, you, you've been busy since. I mean, three fights uh, since since things kind of opened up, I guess, more. Um, what was the reason for, for staying busy? Was it just trying to make up for lost time or is it just your style to just continue uh, rolling? I would say both. Uh, I think both are very fair uh, answers to that. I like to be busy. I don't like to turn down fights because, you know, when opportunity comes, you really have to take it. I think if quarantine's taught us anything, that when you're presented these opportunities, you got to jump at them. And the other thing is, I'm not getting any younger. I don't think I'm old by any means, but um, my husband and I, we would like to have kids eventually. Um, so I really don't want to lose the momentum that I've put into my career so far. Uh, but at the same time, I would like to get further ahead so that maybe we could have kids later on. So, yeah, you uh, you're about a month removed from your last fight. It, it it didn't go your way, but but you like you said, signed on a dotted line. You're ready to go back in September. What was the biggest lesson you learned from your last performance? 
I mean, there's a ton of things to learn from every fight, from the wins and the losses. I think the biggest takeaway uh, for that one was I don't really think that was myself. Like I went back and watched the film on it and I just didn't recognize that fighter. And I just looked at my coach. I was like, who is that? Like, I didn't recognize her. I think I had just kind of shoved down like a lot of emotions and didn't do some of the shadow work like I normally would have um, during that fight camp. Just I was you know, just kind of kept trucking along and just kind of push some things off to the side. So definitely this time around going through the emotions of it all, making sure that I'm in check and in tune with my coaches and with my husband and my team and everybody, I think is a big takeaway. And then, you know, I'm not disappointed necessarily because I think at that time, that was the best that I could do. So if I put out every inch of everything that I've got, I'm not upset with it. And I mean, you see that I, it was a, we won fight of the night. So clearly it was a good fight. And um, I went out on my shield. I got choked out, but I went all the way out. You know, it's a, it's disappointing, I guess, in a way to wake up, to have the cut man wake you up. And you're like, oh man, that, I know what that means. But in my head, like I had gotten out of back mount. I was, you know, <laughs> doing something else Then you wake up. So, I mean, it was a fun fight. I fought Shannon a couple other times. So not disappointed necessarily with my performance, but can I do better? Absolutely. So you've got a chance to do that. You're facing Danielle Henley in your backyard. Um, what, what does it mean to you to fight in your backyard? It means I have support. Um, I have a very routine, I guess, of it all when I fight locally. Like I know kind of how I'm going to cut weight, where the places I'm going to go, where I'm getting my hair braided, all that kind of stuff. It cuts down on some of the chaos when you're local. So that's an advantage for sure. I think anyone who's fought home and away, they'll tell you that it, it, there's an advantage to it. But then the flip side of the coin is some people don't do well under that pressure. Uh, but I think as a fighter over time, I've developed um, skills to handle that pressure. So that's not as much of an issue for me now as it was in the past, especially as like an amateur and stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. A week after your fight, uh, your husband, Jason, is making his boxing debut, I, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but what's it like prepping at the same time uh, with him? It's not something you guys aren't familiar with, but what does it mean to you to go through that preparation together? I actually find it super beneficial. Um, because I do a lot of the cooking for both of us. And so if we're both dieting, we just kind of eat the same thing and I don't have to prepare two meals. So it's a bonus as a wife. <laughs> um, but I think it, we kind of zone in about the same time, focus in, and it's helpful. Jason, his knowledge is just mind blowing to me sometimes. And I just thank God that he has blessed me with such a wonderful husband in many ways, but also that he's been a mentor to me in this sport for a long time. I'm very excited to watch his uh, pro boxing debut. I think I just love watching him fight period point blank and in any aspect, but to see him do something new and be excited about it. It obviously excites me. Uh, energy is contagious. So when I'm in fight mode and he's in fight mode, the King household is very energetic. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Your, uh, your gym family as well is very close. The Knoxville MMA, that community is very close. Dre Miley, who I'm really close with, Liv Parker, OSP, they're all they're all like such a tight-knit uh, community. What, why is that? I would have to say it's 
one, it comes from our head coach, Eric Turner. And two, it's because we're deliberative about it. It's not by accident. Our culture is one that we have very high standards and we expect everyone to uphold those standards, which is as a female fighter, which is why we have so many females at our gym. We hold, I think the last time I looked at the statistic on it, over 90% of the entire Southeast region's female fighters. And that's because we are very accepting of females, but at the same time, we don't tolerate any kind of like cattiness or bullying of any degree for male or female. So that family type culture, like I said, it's not on accident. It's on purpose. It's something that we cultivate. And I think we're very proud of that. And I know that I love my team very much and I would not be the person that I am, not just a fighter, but the person that I am without them. I think Eric said for a long time, better people make better fighters. And that's something that we try to live out every day. I like that. I actually really like that, that quote. Um, I interviewed Liv Parker a long time ago and she stumbled upon the, the sport by accident. She just happened to walk in. You kind of the same way. You, you, you got kicked out of dance class and here you are. Um, talk a little bit about that. And, and do you think getting kicked out of dance class was the best thing that could have happened to you? I think so. I also believe that everything is providential. Again, I don't think anything's by accident. I'm here because God, for in his infinite wisdom, has ordained me to be here. So <laughs> I think I answered a like little Facebook or Instagram post today about like, why would you fight if it's so violent? It's because I'm called to it. You know, why else would I do this? It doesn't make logical sense to get locked into a cage and fight another person. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But for whatever reason, I feel like this is what I'm my calling, just as I feel nursing is a calling. It's a passion. It's something you have to have a lot of heart for. Same with fighting. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think it's, again, made me a better person. It's broadened my knowledge of a lot of things, not just technical, um, but also just being a better person, like I said. So it's very practical in that way. Um, how did you get involved with MMA and interviewing fighters and that kind of thing? So I, I've been obsessed with it for, for years. Um, I when um, Rampage Jackson broke down that door on the Ultimate Fighter, I fell in love with the sport. And then when lockdown started, I was like, why don't I, you know, reach out? And uh, I messaged Andre Ewell and uh, it just kind of took off. And I've been interviewing people ever since. So I'm over like 215 interviews now. And it's it's actually awesome. And uh, I love it. I'm obsessed. Who has been your favorite interview uh, to date? Uh, this one, I, I feel like I have to say that every time. Um, <laughs> you don't? You don't have to say that. Uh, Wonder Boy. I think Wonder Boy was probably the one that uh, I was just starstruck the whole time, freaked out when he, come, when he came on. Um, he knows my name now, which is kind of cool. I still fanboy every time I talk to him. <laughs> but uh, Wonder Boy was pretty cool. All right, cool. Very cool. Um, I want to talk about a, a point in your career where I'd say if I was 0-3, I would quit. I'd be like, this is it. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, but you pushed through, and then you went on a four-fight win streak. Talk about that decision to be like, you know what? This is for me. It doesn't matter if I'm on a three-fight losing streak. You pushed through. Was there any point where you were like, I don't think this is for me? I can honestly say nope. <laughs> I was just. I guess I was just too dumb to quit. I don't know. <laughs> I I think it's because I enjoy it. I don't 
I don't necessarily like when you win, it's awesome, but it's not the end all be all like being a fighter to me is a large part of my life, but it's not the only part of my life. I am a wife. I'm a Christian. I'm a coach. I'm a nurse. I have dogs. I have all these other aspects of my life. So it's not the end all be all. I don't think I define my worth based off of my wins and losses. Uh, a lot of times at the gym, we talk about process over outcome. Did I get better? Did I improve on something, anything, you know, and then just try to build off of that momentum. And that's what caused that four fight win streak was just the process over outcome and not being defined by those losses. Just the same as I'm not defined by my wins. I might have had a couple wins on bigger stages and those kind of things, but that doesn't mean anything. It just maybe gets you a little bit more money as a professional. You know, you do make more money at the end of the day. You do have to provide milk money, but um, it doesn't make me a better person. What makes me a better person is how I carry myself. How do I handle myself in the wins and losses? Am I gracious in victory and in defeat? So I think that's how I just kind of kept going through it all. I love that. Um, September 3rd is around the corner. It's not too far now. For people who haven't seen you fight, what can they expect? Uh, it, it changes. I really think it changes. As of lately, if you've watched my last few fights, I think my striking, or actually, I'll take that back. I know that my striking has developed quite a bit. I think a lot of people have put me in this box of like, oh, Emily King, she's a grappler. If you look at my wins, they've all been by submissions. And they're going to be like, oh, she's going to go to the ground and, um, you know, she's going to look for a submission, which may be true, maybe the smart thing to do at the time. But also, my striking really has come a long way. So I'm becoming less and less defined by that grappler box and becoming more and more well-rounded as a mixed martial artist. And that's again why I love this sport. It's not just uh, it's not just like boxing or jujitsu or kickboxing. Even it's so well rounded. There's so many aspects of it that you can't stick with just one thing, and it's constantly evolving. And that's the challenge of constantly getting better. That I I thrive off of. I love it. So if you watch my last fight, you can expect to see a better version of Emily King than that one. And that, like I said, that last one, I'm not disappointed with that one, but I didn't quite recognize her. So hopefully Lord willing, this one will be one that I recognize and the fans will recognize as well. 